This is Daizenshu EX, the podcast, episode 70 for the week of March 25th, 2007. Hey, hey, Ningen suckers, what's going on? Welcome to Daisenshu EX, the podcast, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fansite. Daisenshu EX. We cover anything and... Everything? Everything indeed, Dragon Ball, and a little bit more this episode, in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. Or pissing off. Yeah, we're good at that. Ha-ha. I am Mike Labrie, perhaps you know me as Vegito EX. And I will start here to my less than proverbial right, Mary. Mary, also known as the Duchette. The Duchette, indeed. That's right. Maybe we'll get into that later uh, <laughs> when we talk an about it. Story. Uh, hello. Hi. You are doing well. I'm not going to ask how you're doing. No, I'm doing shitty. You No, you are doing well. You've been relaxing. You've been reading X-Men. The people don't need to know this. <laughs> oh, well, I'm already on a Dragon Ball podcast. To, That's you know, true. You can't get any nerdier than this. To the less than proverbial North... Not with us in person, we are sad, but Julian, you are indeed with us this evening in yes, internet indeed. fashion. Indeed. I have survived the choir tour, and I'm now back at my house chilling for a few more days until I gotta go back to school. Right. And then straight rush about two months heading towards graduation. Cool stuff. You'll oh, be boy. in the world of uh, graduated people. Yes. Well, um, I'm sure that at some point I'll be going to grad school, but for the moment I'll be working and hopefully going to Japan, but I won't find that out for another week and a half or two weeks. So, well, yeah. uh, our fingers are crossed and our prayers and hopes and dreams are with you. Wow. Except I don't typically pray to the, to the jet gods or anything, but. You know, maybe That's I should okay. make an exception. That's right. You know, go to an, uh, let's see, who's associated with academics? Um, <laughs> hmm, I can't think of one. Yeah, we'll figure it out later. So, this evening we have an episode which is actually kind of a last minute topic. Mary, you and I had kind of come up with a topic. It was one of those situations where we're just kind of chatting late at night and we start talking about something and it goes from something very normal to something very nerdy on like, what's a good phrase? The drop of a hat? Yeah, sure. Right. And so we said, oh, that would be a really good podcast discussion. Let's stop talking about it now and save it for a podcast. And that's what we were going to do. But then things came up and we decided, you know what? We have another topic that would be a little more timely. And that's what we're going to do this evening. Now, this is a topic that kind of branches off of Dragon Ball due to the way of its inception, uh, if that makes any sense. But it's kind of a a globally relatable anime fandom kind of topic. Fun. So maybe if you have some other friends that don't like Dragon Ball but are old and cranky, this might be another good podcast for them to listen to. We can be cranky anime geeks. That is very true as well. Nice. Nice little... Little, reference? Little, yeah, a little plug reference in there for something we watch and have nothing to do with. Yeah. Well, I thought <laughs> you liked that. I, I do. So uh, that's going to be very fun. I really don't think we have any interesting stuff. You know, just kind of packages coming from deep discount as the days go on. <laughs> And uh, that's really it. So I think we're going to segue right along into the news. Now, our news this week is actually Dragon Ball related exclusively. And it's, Mm -hmm. you know, 
fairly big. It is kind of big news. So ignore what I said in the opening uh, for a minute or so. Let's talk about Dragon Ball Online. We talked about this, was it last week the first time you mentioned it? I believe so. Maybe, yeah. I agree. I agree with myself agreeing with you agreeing with me. So we mentioned last week we weren't really sure if this was a fan-made game. We kind of thought it was because the only reference to it was on some site we'd never heard of. Right, so it's like how much stock can we put into this news if it's not associated with any kind of publication? Right. Now, we actually have scans from V-Jump, which is a respectable, well-known Japanese gaming magazine. Kind of an offshoot of Shonen Jump, the you know, all the manga that we have out there. So we have real proof, and it's a real official thing. Julian, tell us a little bit about Dragon Ball Online. Well, it is uh, what we would call a what is it? Massively multiplayer online RPG. As that is correct. Like to say, right. And so this is coming out in 2008 in Japan, but in the meantime, it's got a beta version coming out in Korea. And amongst the features being touted for the game are basically being free to do whatever, include including interacting with other players and basically adding new characters and events as time goes on through downloads of maps and uh, character types. Um, I don't know if there'd be any charges associated with that. Right. I guess still it's still too early to tell. Yeah. And you can mix and match elements that are provided by the service to create new characters. So it's kind of like a, a Sims game where you're given some basic templates and you change hair color, hair type, clothes. It looks like you can select some kind of race. That's pretty neat. Mm, there's Namekians in there too. Right. Um, and you can also apparently have your character start out as a child and grow over time, much like Dragon Ball itself. Right, which However, is one of the things we always loved about the show, so that's neat. Mm -hmm. Although it's not yet clear how they're going to accomplish this, whether it's through leveling up or just progression of time. Mm. Uh, one would assume that time is slightly compressed, at least in the game. Right. So it might have something to do with leveling up more than anything else, but we'll see. And something interesting about the story arc is, in fact, that it's set, presumably in the Dragon Ball universe, about... 200 years after the end of DBZ. So when Goku took Ub away and flew off from the Tenkaichi Budokai, that was and around... And abandoned his family! Yes. That was around age 784 or so. This is set around age 1000. Right. So even if you include GT in the calculations, that's still like <laughs> 100 years after the end of GT. Oh, uh, that's a good point. So who knows what's happened in that time. And apparently there's like some sort of time patrol trunks and, I don't know, weird evilness <laughs> going around. It's just like we made it out to be in the AF parody where Trunks is traveling time and he's going to be evil. I don't know that he's going to be Stop. evil. I think he should be. And I think that would mean they An stole ideas cop. from us and we can sue them. <laughs> I don't think we can sue over a parody. <laughs> I oh, think right. we can. Oh, People dear. sue over the silliest things. That's right. So let's sue over Mike this. sues over the silliest things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I'm naming you as an accomplice. No! <laughs> Oh, man. But anyway, you know, it looks like it could be interesting. These sort of stuff, this this sort of thing is not my um, proverbial bag. I agree. <laughs> these sort of stuff don't think good. Shut. <laughs> no, that that is exactly how I probably would have phrased it, too. But yes, but this sort of thing is not my ba uh, bag of tea. Cup of tea. <laughs> tea bag. <laughs> Shush. Uh, what I think we can all agree on is that we don't play the MMOs. We really don't have a whole lot of interest in playing them. And I'm really hoping that the language barrier is so great that I can't play it 
and I won't have to play it. Because <laughs> I don't want to, but it looks really fucking awesome. You don't want to become one of those World of Warcraft people who never, you know, leave their houses. Or... See, here's the thing. I'm in a profession where I am on a computer the majority of my workday. The last thing I enjoy doing when I come home is being on the computer. And of course, this affects podcasting, AMV making, and right. et cetera, which is why a lot of that is slowed down. But man, I cannot fathom myself sitting here with my hand on a mouse for another couple of hours. I just can't do it. Right. So uh, screw that. Looks cool, though. Yeah. So is that really it for the news? Well, there is one other thing. Okay. But also got? kind of included in the releases because it's something that's actually imminent. Okay. But there is in Japan a certain seiyu or voice actress, as we might say in these parts, called Haruko Momoi who's relatively well-known in, uh, I believe, otaku circles in Japan because of her appearing in a variety of various anime and mm -hmm. releasing various CDs and also apparently because she has the same nerdy hobbies as they do. <laughs> but um, just this week, in fact, she released another CD comprised entirely of chiptunes. Now, for those of you not familiar with the tune or with the term... Or the tunes. Or the tunes... Uh, chiptunes are basically music that is created by use of sound processing, not unlike what you would find on, say, the uh, NES. Nice. So, you know, like 8-bit video game kind of sound. Right. So recreating well-known songs with that kind of background. And for this in particular, it's well-known anime themes. And among them is the ending theme to Dragon Ball, Romantico Aguerio. Hey, I thought we were going to put up someday that clip of you and Julian seeing that in anime next a few years See, ago. See, now, oh, if you no. would actually listen to our own podcast, you would know that I did insert that clip in the last episode oh. after <laughs> oh, we mentioned shit. that. Oh, um, no. Wow. Do I feel terrible? <laughs> yeah, but Never mind. Anyway, there's a, a few other well-known <laughs> ones that are... Um, <clears throat> there, are a few, there are a few other well-known themes that are not Dragon Ball, mm -hmm. uh, including one from Dr. Slump, Yay. another one from Sailor Moon, cool the stuff. titular Moonlight Densetsu. Yay! Um, All songs and I just know. a few other ones like... Uh, I can't say it. Fushigi? Uh, not Fushigi anything. Urusei Yatsura. Oh, I, I like See, that too. Um, the titles are written in the same sort of NES-type font. So. Oh my god, we're going to need to buy this. <laughs> Okay, um, and there is a preview site that allows you to listen to clips of the songs. Oh so my god, I'll insert that, something then. We'll put that into our, you know, notes for the podcast, as we always do. Right? Righto! Okay. So I guess that's the news. Indeed. Yay, let's move on to the topic for topic. the week. So as I mentioned earlier, our topic this week is kind of, I wouldn't actually say last minute topic, because we've been debating coming up with things for a couple days now. But it's a, a recent development, de uh, that's a word, in our minds. Now the reason we're going to talk about this is actually due to responses 
that episode 68 of the podcast received. Now, episode 68, we talked about this scene in the TV series. Uh, it's actually a filler scene where Vegeta sees Super Saiyajin Goku on Namek, which never occurred in the manga. So we talked about, as our word was, the ramifications of this scene. And then to make it really spiffy awesome, we created this kind of slideshow video clip and we put it up on YouTube to show scenes from the manga and the actual scene from the show and my retarded self narrating a couple things like blah, 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 blah. What would happen? Blah, blah, blah. So we put that up along with the podcast. Cool stuff. Let's read a mm-hmm. couple responses that this thing received over there on the YouTube. Quote, no need for the Japanese version. We get it. You have a stick up your ass. Okay. Let's have another comment. Just say Saiyan, man. Response to this. Huh? Saiyajin is the correct term. Dot, dot. Next comment. I know. Seriously. This guy's a fucking douchebag. He just needs to say Saiyajin. Say what? Say what? The video, as I would like to describe it, was nothing more than a relatively sophisticated, descriptive, informational showcase of an interesting point. Nothing is derogatory. Nothing is negative. Nothing's even so much as tongue-in-cheek. It's just... It's just this little just video there. clip. It's just there. So what the hell are these people finding so offensive about it? I have some theories. Uh-huh. And that is the whole point of this topic. We're just theorizing. Right. We're not meaning to generalize the fan base. This is just us speculating as to why people think this way and act this way. And you know what? Before we get even further into the topic, I guess we should say something like what our intended target audience for this show is. I've always seen our podcast with a target audience of myself (laughs) and the people who got me into the show. Those are the people that I envision in my perfect world would be listening to it. People who are familiar with the same thing I'm familiar with, people who have the same love of specific kind of sub-fandoms of the show that I do, like the music and the voices and all that kind of fun stuff. Now, that's not to say that today's fans, and specifically maybe even fans of the dub, can't enjoy the show. Right. Because it's still Dragon Ball, right? Mm -hmm. Right. And I think by listening to the podcast also, you have in some respects an audience that, you know, knows about the show and is familiar with it, but maybe wants to know a little more. Absolutely. And that's, you know, like we say in the opening to the episode, enlighten and entertain. That's what we're here to do. Now, some of the things I've always, I wouldn't say I've had a problem with, but has always been interesting to me is that I know when we're talking about certain things and certain feelings we have and certain things we remember, I later come to the realization that some of the people listening to us talk about these scenes aren't remembering and associating themselves with feelings of the same thing because they may be thinking of Funimation's English dubbed version of the show. And it's still Dragon Ball, but they're kind of two separate entities. And that's kind of what we're going to get into a little bit with the topic here. And I had a word, xenophobia, but like we were just discussing, it's too harsh and it's actually not really that accurate. But we're going to talk about today's fans and how the Japanese version is viewed and really just coming back around to the YouTube comments of like, why are these people so upset that the Japanese version was there? Like, what would prompt someone to be like, what the fuck are you talking about the Japanese version for? Why aren't you saying saying? Like, what? It's just really 
I don't know how to describe it. So we're kind of going to talk through this and a couple of our, like Mary said, general theories, generalizations. It doesn't apply to probably anyone who's listening to the show. Unless whoever made those comments is listening to the show, in which case, fuck you and um, right. enjoy. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Julian, if xenophobia isn't the correct term for today's, let's say, younger dub fans that may leave these comments, what would you use as maybe an act? adjective or an adverb or however you want to describe them. Well, I think it is largely a case of what I would term crossed wired. Okay. You have to keep in mind that they were introduced, by and large, to the English version of the show first and foremost. Right. And that they're not familiar with the Japanese version. They know the terminology of the English version of the show very much Right. to the point where it's kind of what they consider to be a given. And that's different from, say, you, who were introduced to the Japanese version and knew that before the Funimation version came along and are familiar with the terminology of the Japanese version and not so much from the English dub. Right. And where you do know of it from the English dub, you see it as maybe not as accurate or not as good. And it's really what you could call a, a question of placement or emplacement, mm -hmm. in that you situate yourself among people who are familiar with the Japanese version of the show, and consciously or unconsciously, when you're talking about it, you use that terminology that shows that's what you're familiar with. Right. Now, I don't think you're doing it just to show that you're high and mighty and to show you're an elite fan. You're just saying it because that's the first thing that pops into your head because that's what you know. Right. Like for, in my my yeah. daily vernacular, I actually say Saiyajin. Like that's not just me doing. You know, I'm on a Dragon Ball podcast. I'm saying Saiyajin. I right. actually say that because that's what I know. Like I say Mr. Satan because that's what the character's name is to me. Right. I say Paikuhan because that's what the character's name is to me. I say bra because that's what I wear. And that's what the character's name is. <laughs> right. <laughs> but anyway, um, so you have to keep in mind that fandom is really something that's a social entity. And how you are socialized to that fandom is going to create certain very strong opinions in you that can right. be nigh on indelible in terms of how you view something, in terms of what constitutes the original and most pure version for you, and what is the best in your mind. And so when people who have been socialized, let's say, to the fandom of Dragon Ball through the English language version see you talking in terms of the Japanese version, I think it's not necessarily that the first thing that pops into their head is, oh, he obviously learned the Japanese version before he was exposed to the English version. Their first mm -hmm. thought is, well, hey, there's that douchebag pretending he knows more than everybody else because right. he uses all the Japanese terms. You know, so it, even though you're sending out a message of, you know, hey, this is what I'm accustomed to, hey, this is what I know, um, this is what I'm used to, they're thinking, they're thinking you're trying to say, hey, I'm better than all the rest of you because I know X and you don't, ha ha ha. And while that may or may not be true, uh, uh, no. <laughs> I no. think there's a, a huge difference between saying that and then going out of your way to make things more Japanese. Like the like the freaks that write Torankusu on like message Seru. boards. Right. Oh, like yeah. they think there's a, a very distinct difference between, you know, just saying what makes sense in the context of the English language in reference to the Japanese version mm -hmm. and then overcompensating right. you know, blatantly trying to be cool and, and make yeah. no sense with your romanization. <laughs> right. right. And you right. gotta keep in mind that fandoms too, you always have fans who were kind of trying to outdo each other. Yeah. 
And I think they read a little bit of that into you when you talk about Saiyajin, etc. Because there used to be people trying to one-up each other in terms of right, that's fan what, jargon yeah. and esoteric knowledge. Right. And because of that, they see not, you know, this is X, but this is X and I know more than you do. Right. Um, <laughs> so in, in, that, in that way of uh, viewing things... It becomes very easily easy to become offended by even minor things that aren't even intended to be taken in the wrong way, um, and I mean you got to keep in mind too the age group that you're dealing with. Typically, Teenagers in anyways. particular um, easily offended, uh, very easily take things on a personal level when right. no no insult is intended. Right. Um, and this is I, again getting into the overgeneralizations, but yeah, for the I mean, most part, I mean, we assume it to be true. I mean, for the most part, I'd say DBZ fans are teenagers. Obviously, right. you and I and a number of other people are in their 20s or 30s or other ages. But right. I mean, let's not large, forget that teenagers. Dragon Ball is over 20 years old now. Right. And that's something that I think we should kind of move into now. Is we're not just going to talk about, you know, how people respond to hearing these things. I want to talk a little bit about how the show is conceived or preconceived over here and the length of time it's been around and how it's treated maybe by Funimation. Mary, you always describe to me Dragon Ball is kind of just like a superhero show. Right, and I've heard that described other places as well, and I think in terms of the anime that is out in this country, that's mm -hmm. probably, you know, the closest thing you're going to get to, like, a superhero American-styled show. And we should say DBZ, yes, specifically. DBZ. Right, right, right. Now, who here knows anything about Superman? I really don't, but I hear it referenced mm. as a parallel all the time. About well, just due to their really. origins, and beyond that, there's not much. Okay, like baby sent to Earth, yeah. super-powered. Is that really it? Yeah, I don't because know their much planet was destroyed. It. Gotcha. Well, see, that makes sense. That's a very perfect parallel to something, I guess, deeply ingrained in the American psyche. Superman is very well-known. and If you don't even know its origin, it's his, whatever you want to call him, you still, like every American boy knows Superman. Superman kind of thing. Um, let's talk a little bit about Dragon Ball Z as seen as an anime or as seen as a cartoon in the U.S. And this kind of branches off of being seen as a superhero show. Is it just seen as an action cartoon? I think it is because, and I guess we'll go into more detail about this, in Dragon Ball Z itself, there's not much in the way of Japanese-ness. Right. I mean, granted, there's the effort to illuminate anything Japanese on, like, a, a blatant level, but mm -hmm. the show itself, I mean, aside from, like, censoring and, and all that stuff, um, it's On the very not, basic level. On the very basic level of what the right. show is, it really isn't that, you know, right. in terms of feeling and tone, it's not as Japanese feeling as other anime, because you don't have, like, cutesy Japanese school girls wearing sailor fukus. Right. You don't you have, don't have like, right. tons of samurai roaming around, right. ninjas. I mean, yes, there's wearing... the martial arts aspect, but a right. lot of it's in space and there's aliens roaming around, so right. that kind yeah. of illuminates a little bit of the Which Japanese. American sci-fi, yes. I mean, there, there are little cultural things that people kind of take for granted, like uh, I think during the Trunks arc, there's a point where Trunks is talking about the relationship between Yamcha and Bulma and how mm -hmm. it kind of fell apart, and while he's talking about them, Yamcha sneezes. Yep, that's exactly what and I was going to bring that 
shut up if you didn't. <laughs> and there's a superstition in Japan that if you sneeze, it means somebody's talking about you behind your back. Right. Now, this is not something that would be known in the United States. No. And kind of, I think in the dub, it's kind of written to sort of be like Yamcha just has really bad manners and disgusts her. Well, I remember um, a specific example, and it was, uh, I don't know how it was handled in the redub, but the original syndication broadcast of the Raditz episodes, they're talking about Goku, who is starting to fly down um, Serpentine Road, and they're talking about Goku, and then in the dub, it cuts to him and he sneezes, and he says something like, oh, I'm running low on energy, and he's kind of like flops down and runs. Right, something similar. That's how you can very easily get around a very distinct Japanese cultural item, and it makes perfect sense. Yeah, so long as there's no text involved, they can write their way out of it. And things like Namekian text, I mean, that's just an alien language. Right. No problem there whatsoever. And I mean, there's plenty of, say, like kanji in Dragon Ball Z on people's clothing and things, and obviously there's the martial arts angle, but in terms of actual, like, things that you can look at and say, just without any prior knowledge, that is something that is specifically Japanese, you can't easily do it. And because of that, I, I suppose it's not something that's say people would be going through and rewriting everything in order to make it appeal to a western audience because in i mean not that uh there hasn't I think what been a share of rewrites but it's not wholly necessary to try and go back and do that right and granted i don't think it's wholly necessary in any series i no. mean you have series that are uh, localized by four kids where they go through with a uh, fine-toothed sledgehammer <laughs> And, you know, eliminate any instance of any text, both Japanese and English, because God forbid we have kids read things that are on screen. Oh, little side note. The thing I've been noticing in the last year or so on uh, games coming out in the U.S., on yeah. RPGs, they say, like, must have basic reading comprehension in order to fully enjoy this game. <laughs> no shit. Really. And that's right. Are we really in that bad shape here in the U.S.? <laughs> Anyways, let's get back to it. Uh, you know what? I think what we're really just getting to is the show on a very basic level isn't very Japanese. And so there's not that Stigma? this is anime. Right. Like, it's interesting because anime has such a negative connotation with the general public nowadays. Like, Adult Swim and its that, you know comedy what? fan base hates anime. Right. Um, I'm going to go back to Dig again and uh-huh. any anime-related article that pops up on there, everyone's like, oh, that anime crap. But in the last week, um, the news about the Dragon Ball Online game popped up on Dig, and everyone was like, oh, right, Dragon Ball. And in addition to the article about the other artists drawing Dragon Ball art, it was the same thing. It's getting attention. Everyone was excited about Dragon Ball. So right. I think we take for granted how popular it really was in this country and because fact- it was perceived as a cartoon and not right. anime. Right. Mm. I guess that's the conclusion that's we're trying really to That's a really good reach. point to make. It's, I won't want to say it's like Pokemon in that respect, where you know it's from Japan, but... And even if you don't know it's from Japan, it's still a very American... It's just a show on TV. Right. Right. Dare I say Robotech. It's mainstream, I think you're trying to say. Right. It's not that it's localized so much that you can't tell its origin, but it, that it's so much a part of the popular culture fabric right. that Japanese is not the first thing that you think of when you think of the property. Definitely. Because there are other elements that come to the mind first. <laughs> Another thing I want to kind of transition into here is... Is the passage of time. When Mary and I first got into the show, it was actually still airing in Japan. Z, when you got into Dragon Ball, Z was just concluding in Japan. Right. I mean, I wasn't aware of that at the time. No, but what I'm getting at, and I get into the year after, GT was just beginning. 
when we got into the show, we weren't so far removed that it wasn't on Japanese television anymore. Like, there was, it ended there, began here kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. it was just a very natural segue. It just continued. We weren't so far removed that we couldn't get fan subs of it in Japanese. Not that you can't buy it in Japanese now. And I really don't know how to phrase it other than it wasn't far removed. But as time passes, we're getting further and further away from it being a current new series in Japan. Now it's an older franchise. And one of the things I want to talk about with regards to that is the way that Funimation handles the show. Ever since it began in syndication here, first thing they did was change the music. Now some of that could be we didn't want to pay the royalties to it, we can make money every time they hear our music. Some people would say they didn't want the cheesy 80s sounding music that dates it. So we moved from, we'll ignore Dragon Ball, go into DBZ, began with the Shuki Levy music, and from there it went to the Faulkner music. And then we transitioned into this real American bands in the movies, like Disturbed and Pantera. And like, how much more American can you get than that? The only more American you can get than that is like gangster rap in GT. And that's exactly what they did with the show. I wouldn't quite call it Americanizing, but it's very close to it. I mean, obviously the whole point of doing stuff like that is just purely marketing. Right, it's marketing, mainstream, make lots of money. Hook the kids. But the side effect. For shots free. There's a side effect of all of that, which is with this American music, the show itself subconsciously becomes less Japanese. Right. I mean, you may not really be aware of it, but when you're at the store and you're buying your movie and there's a sticker on it saying, now with music from Pantera. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. Right. Yeah, sure. Uh, one of my best examples, and I will fully admit I'm a hardcore Dubby, in the most derogatory sense of that term, I am, for one particular item. Do you know what it is, Mary? I am dumbfounded. No? I, I feel stupid for not knowing what you're referring to. Street Fighter 2, the animated oh, movie. Oh, right. <laughs> it was because I was that age where I was just getting into the medium anime, and I saw the uncut, not quite, I think the red box, whatever they called it back then, dubbed version of the movie, Corn's the ending theme, it's got Allison Chains in it. I remember Ken driving down, there's a big black bar with like LA or whatever was written on it that covered the kanji. Or the katakana from before. We don't want you to know that Street Fighter is really a game from Japan. Playing Alice in Chains in the background. Like, I I was a huge Street Fighter gaming fan already at that point. I knew it was from Japan. But to me, Ken driving in California and Alice in Chains made a whole lot of fucking sense to me, you know? Mm. And one of the biggest complaints, uh, dub sub with the Street Fighter movie is the Chun-Li Vega slash Balrog fight and the music that's played in the background. In the Japanese version, it's this very subdued Chun-Li's playing whatever she's playing. It's on, just her stereo is playing right, in her on room. on the stereo in the background. And it's not the American thing where a big fight comes in and a big rock song starts, like it did in the dub version of it. And... I guess I won't talk too much more about Street Fighter, but I can kind of understand that sentiment and why someone would market it that way. Because it worked on me when I was that age. You were tricked, and you liked it. You still like it. <laughs> it's a twist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, so I guess that's the music end of things. I want to go over to the video side of things. And this is you know a real heated debate right now with Funimation's remastering. Funimation, and 
I don't think they're really trying to hide it. What they're doing is hiding how old of a show Dragon Ball is. Everything they do, from the music to the remastering. To making it widescreen, to, to making make it, it more widescreen. Exactly. They're trying to make it appear as current and as hip as they constantly can, over and over again, consistently re-releasing it. We went from Rock the Dragon to Falconer to the rap to the After Effects 101 Ultimate Uncut Edition opening. It's just that we're we're not old, really. We swear we're not. But I kind of can't blame them again on no, the marketing aspect. No, because I understand that it's a business and that's what they're doing. Like, if you want to keep the kiddies interested in it, they don't want to be reminded that, you know, the show started in 19... 19- it's a 20-year-old <laughs> Japanese show. Right. Exactly. But the thing that I have a problem with, and we mentioned this in the box set review, where Funimation can't decide if it's a budget release or an, a super awesome awesome mega look how much awesomeness this is release. (laughs) I feel like they're going to get themselves into a rut of, we don't know if to present this as nostalgia or as current hotness. Because right. And you can't do both. Right, you can. And it seems like they kind of want to with these new season remastered box sets where it's super cheap. This is a show you love. You rem- remember the show? It was great. Oh, by the way, it's, it's nothing like you remember. widescreen <laughs> and you can listen to it with the Japanese music. Like, which angle do they want to take here? It's confusing. Anyway, you wanted to bring that um, in relation to the Japanese remastering, right? Right, which is pure nostalgia. No doubt about it. I mean, yes, they, they remastered the video, but the way it's presented is... This is an old show. Don't you remember how much you used to love this right. show? Like they're not trying to hide how TV. old it is. I mean, sure, they amped up the bit rate. Oh, yeah. Smoothed it out a little. I mean, they brought it out in a respectable fashion, mm-hmm. but it's right. still, do you remember? Do you remember Dragon love. Ball? <laughs> love of Dragon Ball. <laughs> well, I think, so again, you come up to this issue of how companies want to present the series. And that in turn reflects on the fans who are acculturated, as you could say, to the series. Mm-hmm through the English dub, so that, in essence, how they present the series has an impact on the fans who become accustomed to the series through that version. So if you're constantly presenting it as new hotness with awesome and this is the way it should be, fans are going to, if that's the way they're introduced to the series, that's what they're going to come to expect. So if they see the Japanese version and it's dated and it's presented in a nostalgic fashion, (laughs) then they're, they're going to react probably negatively toward it, and vice versa. If you're accustomed to it through the standpoint of, you know, I know this is an old show, I know it's kind of nostalgia, and you see people trying to gussy it up to present it as a modern, hip, cool, awesome release, you're just going to shake your head and be like, why? Exactly. And Mary, Um, we're going to have to go down that route. You mentioned Goku voiced by a woman. Something I consistently see, and people will say, that's the reason why I won't watch it in Japanese. That sole reason. That's it? That's it. That's why like you don't you're going to get in Japanese. That one little thing ruin it for you. And I said to Mike the other day, you know, the only time Goku really talks high pitched and he really sounds like a woman is when he's Crazy. happy and just like normal. But the rest of the time, she does a pretty good job of like making him sound calm and like a little bit deep. Right. You know what? I gotta, like the, I gotta tell a story though. Uh, oh, okay. Go ahead. Um, a few weeks ago, we were at my parents' house for dinner, and I guess we were doing research for a I think podcast. We were researching yes, the podcast. We researched the podcast while at my parents' house. We're, we're so classy. While doing laundry. While doing laundry. <laughs> um, so we had the Japanese version on. We were just like spot checking something. And my mom, who has watched Dragon Ball over my shoulders ever since I was a teenager, heard Goku and said, Oh, wow. 
Why does he sound like that? He, he sounds so high-pitched, and why is he a woman? He's like, I said, what? It's like, you've heard me watching this show for years. You're only noticing this now. <laughs> it just made me sad because that's all I've been reading lately in regards to, like, the box set coming out. Now, see, from my perspective, that never even occurred Oh, me to too. Me. Like, when I watched the show, I said, okay, that's Goku's voice. I knew ahead of time it was a woman, but I never said to myself, well, I obviously think that should be... or." should think that should be weird because why would a woman do an adult's voice i don't know what else to say other than it never occurred to me to dislike that for some godforsaken reason it didn't occur to me either well so, i think it, in part it has to do with how the character is introduced as well you know right. you were accustomed to goku as a child before you were accustomed to it as an adult i wasn't and so oh you were yeah the first thing i saw in japanese with goku in it was uh, movie 13 yeah the, the oh, first wow. Goku I ever saw was, or speaking, was adult Goku. Well, I knew he had been a child before, but still, it never occurred to me. Well, let me revamp that argument then. Okay. But because you were kind of introduced to the Japanese version in a fashion that wasn't, you know... Chronological? Negative? <laughs> well, I suppose. You know, I mean, you've got to keep an open mind. When you're not thinking this is how it's supposed to be and I won't accept anything else, then, you know, you can... Except other versions. And I think uh, an interesting parallel to this situation might be in the English dub of One Piece, which, aside from being awful, um, <laughs> attempted to replicate the use of Mayumi Tanaka as the voice of Luffy in the Japanese version right. by having a woman voice Luffy in the English version. And it's simply was really awkward. I mean, it wasn't just the bad dialogue and the bad acting. It was, uh, the, it was the bad acting. Yeah. Uh, but it's the fact that I think people kind of expected the character to have a deeper voice in an English language production. Right. And you know what? And, we've actually had this discussion before about, uh, I think someone emailed us, would you accept, how would you do Goku in English if you were in charge of it? And we would do the same thing. We would give him uh, a male adult voice. One of the points I want to make, and Mary, you and I kind of talked about this the other day, Naruto, he has been aged along with all the other characters. Same voice actress. What if Kishimoto decides later down the road to bring everyone into adulthood? Hmm, kind of similar to what happened with Toriyama in Dragon Ball. Goku. <laughs> Masako Nozawa did Goku from child all the way through adulthood. And for the life of me, I can't remember who does Naruto's voice, but Junko what if when he's an adult, you have to imagine it'll be the same voice actress. And she can get pretty deep in the Japanese version. Yeah. It's it's just like Goku. I mean, I think she's a lot deeper though. <laughs> Orange and spiky hair. God damn it, it's well, Goku. And in the English dub, which has started off from the very beginning, which right. will, will uh, assuming that it stays popular for long enough, eventually get to that part of the right. series. So, I mean, at the very least, where Naruto becomes a teenager, and right. he'll probably still be voiced by the same person. So my question is, you know, most people who watch Naruto via downloads, whatever, they know the Japanese voice. If and when Naruto becomes an adult with the same voice actress, are they going to throw the same motherfucking shit fit? Panties all in a bunch? He's an adult now he can't have a woman's voice or is it going to be the same thing that the japanese audience had with goku where they say yeah th that's the character's voice why would it be anything different that's the voice i know that's the voice i expect to hear come out of that character's mouth my thinking is if the voice actress is talented enough to yes. modify her voice enough to make is. it sound like she's an adult now then that's fine yeah keep her there right and i think that will be the case for naruto it was the case with yeah, goku. she's already deep enough as right. it is all right she's played young boys in other shows 
that I watched. Um, mm-hmm. she opened her mouth for like two words in Oran High Ho- uh, Host Club. Yeah, Oran yeah. High Host Club, and I was like, oh, it's Naruto! Oh my god! <laughs> like, it's wow, kind of I'm a geek too. for knowing that in two seconds. Because from the very beginning of the series, the character Sasuke has always had a male voice, right? Despite being, you know, twelve at the start of the series. I always Maybe thought he sounded off. Yeah, I thought he sounded too old in the like. Japanese why are you forty? <laughs> But, I mean, as the character has gotten older, I suppose you could say that it He's fits. grown into it. But, you know, it, it's kind of the inverse of not, of Naruto and the Goku phenomena in that, you know, it's the voice that he had for, from the beginning. Why would it be any different? Right. Now, we're kind of going to transition away from this a little bit and go back to the fans and their perceptions of things. There's one particular forum I kind of lurk every once in a while. It has to do with gaming. And I can guarantee you every month... On the dot, I see a new thread that says, what does the J and SSJ stand for? And what we were talking about when we were coming up with the outline for this episode is that ignorance does not infer hatred, but where there's one... There's the other. What I mean is I always see someone answer the question and then it... What's the word I'm looking for? It devolves into Japanese version bashing. Why would you say the J? We're in America. Are we not men? It's so funny. Whenever people type like that on the internet, I assume there's some southern hick with like (laughs) hatred for anything un-American and apple pie. And that's where I'm not necessarily southern either. I mean, I live in the northern United States and I've seen people who are like that. Yeah. I mean, to an extent, there there is a certain amount of English language chauvinism in the United States. Yeah. I think there's the, the old joke that's passed around that's the, if it was good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for me. You know, <laughs> never mind, like, Aramaic and Greek. But anyway, uh, aside from that, the people tend to be very, I don't know, it's a weird phenomena that people, there are a lot of people in the United States who are proud to be monolingual and not have a good comprehension of other languages. It's weird. I think we can all agree on that. And to that extent, things from other languages, other cultures are kind of looked down with a kind of unwarranted disdain, Yeah. which I don't know. I think it's kind of what inspired me to become an anthro major because I'm fascinated by the way people do things worldwide. Indeed. But that's a side note. Yeah, well, I mean, in general, I I think it's good to keep an open mind about stuff. Yeah, definitely. Let's uh, continue to transition the conversation here. And this is going to come back to authority. And this, again, brings it back to the video and... You know, my saying Saiyajin, because that's what I know, that's what I say. Why would I say anything else? I'm going to go on record and say, without fail, if I'm listening to an anime podcast and I hear someone say either Naruto or Utna, immediately I exit that podcast and listen to something else. Now, Mike, tell us why that is. A great master. Especially in Naruto's case. God damn it, the dub got it right. We're all listening to the exact same pronunciation of the character's voice. In both languages. In both languages. Now, you can say you've read the manga, you've never heard it spoken aloud. If you're a fan of the TV series, you've heard the character's name spoken aloud. If you're going to be so ignorant as to pronounce it incorrectly, what authority do you hold and why should I take any amount of stock in what you are saying to me? Damn straight. You know? And then there's the Utna thing. Now, granted, the dub may or may not pronounce it like that from time to time. Right. They were more bad about that Utena. early on. But Jesus fucking Christ, does that dub suck? You should never watch Utena 
in English, definitely watch Utena. it in Japanese. So I, that's where it comes to with authority for me. I expect, just like when we go to panels at conventions, I expect the person that's up there having discussions with us to actually be an expert on the subject and know what they're talking about and ooh, not ooh, just ooh. show us what. Oh, like that one panel that we went to where they talked about Usagi. Oh my and, god. Usagi. And, and, and the series creator, Naoko. Exactly. Oh my god. Ugh. Didn't we walk out on that? We did walk yeah. out on that. If you're so hardcore and authoritative of a fan, wouldn't you be beyond that level? Showing us and speaking to us about interesting and correct things. What the point is, if someone, if we're listening to someone and we aren't an expert and we know they're incorrect, why bother listening? Exactly. You know? I mean, there's exceptions. I mean, we're, we're prone to making mistakes once yeah, in a yeah. while. I mean, but We say anime. Anime is incorrect. It's anime. Yeah, Jeff's the only one on this podcast that gets it right. <laughs> uh, Julian says it right, too. Yes. Anime is shown. <laughs> right. And, yeah, I mean, I mess up all the time. That's just because I'm lazy and I haven't really watched the in show a while. in depth <laughs> in a while. And you still let me on the show. Wow, thanks. <laughs> It's okay. We love you. Yay. Another thing is, I think just people aren't, and I always have a problem with this, and something I strive for on the site, is citing my sources. Mary, you actually made fun of me the other episode when we were talking about Blue Dragon and its confirmed voices, and your response was, way to cite your sources, dude. Like, <laughs> yes, I deserve that because I didn't have it in front of me, and that's something we strive for. Of course, I did go back and find my source and linked it in the show notes, but that's what I'm talking about. Like, you should know what you're talking about. You should have proof to back up your argument in your claims and I like to think we do that you know so the point you're trying to make is that for this clip in particular if you go around saying like I don't know and Guru showed up if and- I say Guru if I say Hercule if I say Pycon maybe not so much Saiyan but I say Saiyan that's what I know if I say those terms if I were to watch that clip I would say who is this douchebag well people would say it to you anyway <laughs> see where I went with that one yes I mean, I wouldn't actually type it there. I would chuckle to myself and move along my merry way. But, you know, that's what we're talking about. When we like, I use the term authoritative and authority all the time because that's what we want to strive for. We want to be the most... We want to be people you can trust. Yeah, we want you to trust us when we say things. And I think if we came off as saying guru and that kind of stuff, I wouldn't take myself seriously. And since I'm my own target audience... It's this weird recursive circle. I mean, if we were media pundits, we could say whatever the hell we believed, even if it was way off base, and we'd expect you to believe us anyway, but <laughs> we're not. So we, we try to be accurate. We try to build trust with our audience. And again, if you're listening to the show, you already know this, and we're probably just preaching to the choir, but... Yeah, I almost feel bad for the regular audience. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but we did have some neat cultural discussions. We did. We did indeed. And this is actually going to, again, segue. We don't really have uh, releases or anything. We talked about that CD earlier, and all the games are out for this month, and we'll get to April next month. So we're just going to segue over into the emails, which is us answering some questions from an individual who emailed us, and also kind of continuing along the same lines of the topic. So let's head on over to the emails. So last week, we kind of had a topic in and of itself in the emails, and we're kind of going to do that again this week as well. We have a single email. Now, I should give some context to this email. It was sent to my personal account, and there was no mention of whether they were referring to something on the site, something they heard in the podcast, something they read in a forum thread. 
So I really don't know what specifically they were responding to. It could be anything. And to give you some more context, this is one of those people that only says Kakarot when they're talking about Goku. So they clearly think they're Vegeta. <laughs> wow. Now, one would think they had a Vegeta screen name, but it was actually Anime Freak. Insert numbers here. So what we'll do... <laughs> is we'll read the email in its entirety. And I'm going to try to read it aloud as I read it in my head. What I really wanted to do was... Well, this is great. Was, <laughs> ...was have a young brat kid come in and read the email. But we realized we don't know any little kids. Even oh, all oh, of my... Can I it? <laughs> yeah! Even all of my friend's siblings, I've come to the realization, are like seniors in high school now. So that doesn't really work. So I'm going to try and read it as I would read it in my head and try to give the best impression as I can. And then afterwards, we're going to break it down and respond to it. And it's one email, lots of, I don't know if there's really any questions, lots of comments though. So let's try and get through this email. I hope you know that in the manga, there were never any blue electricity around Super Vegito's body, so he was only Super Saiyan, and if you had read all the parts of the manga from where Vegito was born to when he was absorbed, it even states that the reason why his Super Saiyan power was so high. That was one sentence, just so as you know. <laughs> I think. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the manga never states that Vegeta went Super Saiyan Grade 2, so if it's not stated, then it never happens. Paragraph that break. Ends. Also, the Giji, false Super Saiyan Toei, made that before AT created the actual Super Saiyan, the only thing Toei knew about it was that he was super powerful and the SS... Apostrophe. Apostrophe. Had a golden aura around their bodies. So basically... And technically, it is and is not Super Saiyan at the same time. Also, it never shows Pango SS BC of one reason. She never went SS for the last time. If it is never standard or shown, then it never happened. And that second pick of Kakarot in the SS Grade 2 section is Grade 3, duh. Also, in the Kid Majin Buu saga, Vegeta does go SS2. Also, the Majin Vegeta was a power-up, and that's all he had the ability to reach SS2, but he was just weaker than Kakarot. Also, assuming Goten's going SS2 and him actually reaching it with our own eyes are two completely different things. Again, if it is never shown in the manga, then it never happens. Once more in the movie Fusion Reborn, Gogeta only went SS. There weren't any bolts around his body. This makes me laugh. One more paragraph here, folks. At least, you guys, at least spell Vegeta right. Usually on most sites, there's only one T, then an I. I do hand that to you guys. Oh, and by the way, about manga's Dragonet doesn't count. With information, BC, that is illegal since they edit words and add whatever they want to it without permission. Thus why they've been shut down. What? Huh? I don't even get that yeah, last part. We'll, we'll get Dragnet? to it. You mean like the old TV show? The <laughs> Dragon Ball Dragnet. Protect the <laughs> all right, let's bring it dun, all dun, the way back to dun, the beginning dun, dun, of dun, this dun. email. The comment about Vegito and electricity around the body. What does that have to do with anything? I don't understand what he's talking about. We never claimed Vegito went Super Saiyan 2. On the contrary, we always say very differently. We say that Super Vegito is just Super Saiyan. In Daizenshu, I believe 7, or maybe it was one of the, uh, no, I think it was a story guide, says Vegito is Super Vegito, has power that exceeds that of Super Saiyan 3. Great, like, that's what we state, so what are you saying to us? He it's one of those, you're saying the exact same thing that we just stated, so what's the point? Right. And then, what else do we have? So he's saying here, um, Vegeta, it never said in the manga that Vegeta went Super Saiyan Grade 2, so if it's not stated, then it never happens. Well, oh, like, yeah? It's those huge muscles and... Oh, 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 yeah? Well, in the Cell Saga, it never says that Gohan went Super Saiyan 2. 
It never happened. It never happened. Like, what are you trying to say? I don't understand. Well, the names that were given to these stages were pretty much retroactively given by Goku during the Blue Exactly. Later on. Transforming in front of Boo. But it wasn't said there. And since it wasn't said there, it never happened. Right? Oh, dear. Uh, it's just so bratty. Let's let's continue onwards. The next paragraph is about the Giji Super Saiyajin. And it's another one, just like Vegito above, where he's saying the exact same thing we have written in the transformation guide. That, duh. Like, yeah, that's what we wrote on the page. So, what are, what you, are you trying, trying to, say? to say? Thank you for agreeing with us. Except why are you treating us like we're wrong when we're <laughs> saying the exact same thing that you are and in better English? And then there's the <laughs> pawn comment about she never went SS for the last time. If it's never stated, it never happened. Well, when did you ever claim Pan went Super Saiyan? We say something in the theory section of the transformation guide that says she never did this. And Daizenshu 7 states that her Saiyan blood was too diluted. However, we clearly see Goku Jr., who is her descendant, turn Super Saiyan. So make of that what you will. Like, that's right. what we put out there, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we know she never did. What are you trying to prove? All right, continuing onward, it's another paragraph of telling us the exact same thing we say on the stage. Uh, on the site? On the site. I'm reading the word stage, yeah. Goku, I'm sorry, Kakarot, only goes SS grade 2, and yeah, that picture is grade 3, duh. If I know what he's talking about, that's the point of the picture. So, yeah, good job. <laughs> You, you read the text and you saw the picture. I think the reading comprehension in this nation has gone to shit. Must have basic person. reading comprehension in order to fully enjoy game. Or Daisenshu <laughs> Must have reading comprehension skills to enjoy life. Oh my maybe? god. I'm going to have to put a pop-up on our front page that says, you must have basic reading comprehension knowledge in order to fully enjoy this site. Yes! <laughs> Do it! Right. So that, that's another thing. And then he gets into the, at least you spelled Vegito right. Well, here's where he actually could have nailed us. Because if you go with the spellings that we use, we shouldn't spell Vegito. We should spell it Vegerot. Or Vegit. Or Vegit. Right. And that's the whole discussion on if you're going to put the toe in Vegito, then you should spell it Kakarotto because that's where the toe comes from. And then he's talking about Illegal and Dragnet. I have what? no idea what he's talking about. Wait, wait, the stories you're about to see again? are real. The names have been changed. Protect the innocent. Oh, and by the way, about manga's dragnet doesn't count with information. BC, that is illegal. Since the edits and words, they add whatever they want to it without permission. That's why they've been shut down. Who? What? Huh? So they're claiming you source something that is illegal and been shut down. But as far as I know, you only source manga, the anime, and the daisenshu, and other assorted books. And usually in Japanese. Right. Do, so, do we source Dragnet anywhere on the I site, I think we Mike? should from here on out. Anytime we have information, aw shits, Dragnet said it. Must be true. Let me get my dun, gun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Dun, 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 dun. So where this is going with responses and the topic, this comes back around to what I like to say as respect. Respect my authority, exactly. as the great Cartman would say. I cannot uh, fathom emailing the owner of a site that I've never spoken to before, don't know in real life, don't know on the internet, with an attitude. What kind of response are they expecting to receive? Like, are they expecting to receive? Play. Hi, thanks for coming to my site. You did such a great job correcting my information. Would you like to join my site and be on my staff? Let's be affiliates. You're going to be my affiliate, buddy. Uh, I, I just, again, I want to drill into their heads and know what's going on here because it's just so absurd to me. I, I hate to be the old... expecting a flame. 
I, mean, I, I know. The I way mean, they word things in this, it's like they're calling you stupid, even though they're agreeing with you mostly. Um, <laughs> so, so does that make them retarded? That's what I'm saying. Unless, <laughs> God, maybe someone wrote this as a joke. Which is even sad. I, I why waste so. your time? The yeah, name is generic enough that it's either a joke or somebody who's stupid enough. But No, n- no. Because I've actually seen, there was a thread on IMDB, I think, and someone referenced our transformation guide. It was one of those things where just, again, they copy and paste it and they're like, duh, everyone knows that well yeah that's that's what a guide does it tells you information uh right i remember that oh man that pissed me off for like five <laughs> minutes and then i stand for my little feet well where i'm going with this and this is me being old fogey and real life kind I'm of sorry thing. to do this every episode no, folks but i really want to know in say 10 years what are these people going to do when they're pissed off at their boss and they write some like really flaming email maybe not to their boss but maybe to a co-worker i'm in a situation where i hear stories all the time about the network department reading people's emails emails and tracing what they're doing online because, you know, they're using corporate computers. Right. They're, they're subject to, you know, being watched and what they're doing. This one dude who's having cyber sex with his girlfriend. What? Like, what do you think is going to happen to you when the network admins bring a printout of your derogatory email to the CEO? You're going to be fired. You're not going to have a job anymore. You're not going to get your home loan. You're not going to get your car. You're not going to get another job. I mean, well, maybe if maybe English if they're lucky, they just won't be able to make heads or tails of it. That, that's true. I mean, you obviously had to do some work parsing this. <laughs> and I don't think we did a very good job, but... <laughs> But, I mean, I didn't want to hear that when I was a kid, so I don't think the these kind of kids want to hear that either. But seriously, take that shit off your MySpace pages. It's going to get you fired. Yeah, don't don't have all those shots of you drinking on your Facebook profile when it's coming time to do some job hunting. <laughs> That'll get you. And thus concludes our emails for the week. If you would like to send us a normal email with normal questions we and get like normal, normal answers from normal, normal people. Normal, normal grammar. Actually, of, you don't have to be yeah. normal. I think you're incredibly absurd of a person if you're listening to the show because we're all absurd people as well we're not normal either but at least we can pass forward in society Sometimes. and that's the main point <laughs> and you know um, we, we we hate to harp on things like grammar but you know please use things like grammar i mean <laughs> I, i'm not the use kind things of guy like english yeah, i'm not like speaking as motherfucker in america right we're it's not that i'm a linguistic prescriptivist by any means I don't believe that there is one pure English and any other versions of it are somehow degraded. But I do believe that in order to be understood and to understand others, people need to use a certain kind of, what do you call, common set of rules for, Smartness. you know, using language. And particularly in the realm of punctuation, to use punctuation Please. helps people understand what you're trying to say. For the love of there God, is no punctuation. It becomes very difficult to tell when one thing starts and one thing ends, etc. And stop writing, go away! Right. I mean, it's the name of the company, yes, but it and it often capitalizes it in its own text. But still, it's but anyways, it's not a, it's not an acronym of any kind. It's just the pronunciation <laughs> of the characters in the company's name. So send us emails, podcast at dizx.com. That's where you send questions to possibly be answered on this very podcast. We're normally very nice people and we give you answers to the best of our ability 
with minimal amount of research and effort put into them. <laughs> minimal amount of To get an adequate response to you and uh, cool stuff there. So are we going to wrap it up for this evening? I think okay. we should. I really think Before we should. Before we piss off more of our audience. No, we love our audience. Like I said, we're probably preaching to the choir. But hey, Anime Freak and YouTube Responders, go fuck yourselves. Go fuck yourselves. Go fuck cha cha cha. Yourselves. In the immortal words of the Vice President of the United States. <laughs> so, let's say goodbye to Mary over here, our, our culturally adept and... I got nothing. Mary. Culturally adept? Yeah, I guess. Wow. Mary, you can be found online at the Temple O... Goldo. Bra. Zoro. Yeah. Temple Oko. of Trunks. Mary, spell it out for us. Temple of Trunks can be found at www.temploturunks.com. Phenomenal reading of letters there. You didn't really read You should them. hear me when I'm tired. What? I don't know. <laughs> I think you are tired. I am. Let's say goodbye to Julian. Goodbye. Goodbye, Julian. You and I can be found at the die. <laughs> What? It's <laughs> gonna see gay bar, but <laughs> I want to take it to a gay bar. You can find us at. Why would you come up with that? I don't know. It's just out of why point. would you find Julian and I at a gay bar? <laughs> You're like danger, Julian and I can be found at the gay bar. I voted when we touch, uh, uh, when we kiss. <laughs> I'm gonna rewind it a little bit here. <laughs> Julian. <laughs> yes. You and I can be found at Daisenshu EX before Mary gets in another word. Where do you find Daisenshu EX? Not at a gay bar. You can find Not that. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Triple <clears throat> www.dizex.com. That's Daisenshu EX. For not, you. not dot com, but dizex.com. Yeah. Cool stuffage there. Well, uh, next week we will be back with episode 71. Uh, Jeff is scheduled to be back with us to do volume three of the quote unquote manga review of awesomeness. And yes, that's mm-hmm. manga and not manga. But um, ching. Julian, will you be recording with us next week? Let's see. I do have a choral concert because after the tour that we do, we have a home concert, as we call it. So that'll be that Friday night. But if you're doing it on Thursday, I'll be around. We'll see. I don't know. But we'll, we'll figure things out. And then Saturday, there's this really weird thing that the anime club came up with in order to do an actual, you know, activity other than sitting and watching anime. And that was holding a slumber party. Yes, Nerds. an anime slumber party. Anyways, so uh, check us out next week. Uh, I was president of the club for two years. Uh, let's say goodbye to Mary. Bye. And we'll say goodbye to Julian for Mary and for Julian. I am Mike Labrie, Vegeta EX, and... That's it for the Daisenshu EX podcast this week. Thank you for listening. Uh, See you next time. (laughs) You don't remember it in English? Well, I'm kind of translating from the Japanese. Um, But I I, I could also say, you know, Daisenshu EX podcast to konshimo kite kudasatte arigatou gozaimasu jikai wo tanoshimi ni. But that's getting old. So I thought I'd maybe do it in English for a change. Well, thank you.